0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the Nintendo Club Podcast. This is a special episode meet with Mark uh, Greentree and myself uh, discussing the Game Boy. I got a wonderful little bundle in, and Mark uh, used one back when it was new. So welcome back to the
1: show, Mark. Thanks, Tim. It's been a while, but uh, you know what? As soon as I saw that gift set that you got, it was just like all the memories kind of rushing back. And I, I just said, hey, we have to talk about this, because this is just ultra cool. And uh, the case especially, I didn't even know that was something that Nintendo made. That yeah, made like by the Nintendo. It's... carry case yeah. ever. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a, a little leather pouch for my 3DS. And and I thought that was cool, but that is like this Game Boy, and it, it's just ultra cool. It's, it's
0: perfect for the collection, because like, uh, a little Game Boy, you can't really show off that much in the background, as I do with my Wii U boxes and stuff. Yes. This thing's huge, it's like you have this huge Game Boy, you know, you can play uh, your Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: well, given that the Game Boy had such a small screen when it first came out, that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? It gives that impression of, of largeness. Now, open it up, because some of the stuff in there that you got for... I, I think you said you paid $45 including shipping for this.
0: Yeah, 45 shipped.
1: Absolutely amazing. And
0: it comes with a fairly mid-conditioned Game Boy itself.
1: You know what? They're beautiful. They're they're very lightweight. It looks deceptively heavy with the size. Until you put the batteries in, then they get a little bit heavier. But what I love is it feels really comfortable in the hand still to this day. It's just a really solid system. Whereas you notice when they went the Game Boy Advance and even with the DS systems, the the sort of bezel that you would hold on to. To, to actually control the game with got thinner and therefore mm-hmm. a little bit more awkward, I, I felt. Well, the, uh, I think that the, best, was
0: cool. the best ergonomics as far as all Game Boys are concerned I think is the original Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Wii U gamepad where you have buttons on the side with the screen in the middle. I actually have one of those uh, shipped to me for $25, bucks. Uh, you know, use it to play some did, older Pokemon games. Did you get Pokemon one of the games. modded
1: ones? with? Uh, I with didn't, because it's like, this is 25 bucks.
0: If I want to get a modded one that's like $150, bucks. i will pay that later when I build up my library a bit more. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, um, before we get too much into this, you are Mark uh, Greenstreet. You uh, started off this show with me a while back. Yeah. Uh, I think that was episodes one through six or something. Six, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um the one yeah that would be fun to have you on again this is a don't get used to this this is like a once every like three months kind of thing or whatever it you definitely feel like,
1: is because uh, i don't i don't have a lot of time up my sleeve I'm, I'm still very busy with uni and will be for another few years so uh this is a very special edition very much so so um another thing that came with this the is light the crazy i light remember boy. that that is so cool I, you know what, what I like about it is that you had little LED... Not really LED, I suppose it wasn't LED lights, but you had little lights that would shine down and illuminate the screen because, of course, the original Game Boy wasn't a backlit display, so you had to illuminate it to play at night, or I, often I'd recall I had to sit behind the lamp and play the game so that I could actually see it. But once I got one of those, it was absolutely superb and perfect, and it just worked. The other good thing was with the with the... Uh, enlargements of the screen, it did actually make games play a lot easier. But I also found, uh, and this might have just been when I was a kid, I, I sort of found that it was disturbing after a while. So after a period of, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half of playing it, it was like, oh, no, I just want to rip it off and go back to the normal screen.
0: Now, I always thought the Game Boy
1: was lit up. Is it's completely dark, uh, or let's see? It's not. It's the problem is it's that monochrome green. So in low light conditions, it's it's hard to see. That's right. It's not. It is not lit up. I always thought there was some yeah, light there. You you do need ambient light in the room to play it, and and hence why the light boy came into existence. I'm not sure when the light boy uh, actually came this out. This looks pretty it official. Wasn't at launch. Um, it is official. Which is a really cool thing to have. It's it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not built, sure when it's, it's built
0: great because you have the on off switch for the Game Boy itself on here. Uh, you have an on off switch for the Light Boy. Um, I'm trying this. So, this is actually magnifying kind of the image. Yes. And, and it, it, only, it does
1: work. The magnification works pretty well, actually. Does it work better when
0: the light is shining or.?
1: Hmm. From memory, I couldn't tell you, Tim, because it's literally. Been oh a long wow, time that since is. I had mine. That
0: is actually making a big difference there,
1: because you do yeah. really,
0: it's it's hard to notice because it is still small. It's almost like
1: a, a two or three times enlargement, uh, and it, it's definitely worth it. it. It's definitely worth using the the light portion. Hey, it's good for playing in the dark in a in a dimly lit room at night. Absolutely perfect, but. You know, I, I was so impressed when you pulled that out. It was just like, that's <laughs> such a cool accessory to have. Because the Game Boy was just... The original Game Boy was just this massive console. They only finished producing it uh, in 2003. So it ran from 89 to about 2003. Games, and the Game Boy um,
0: the Game Boy Advance, which was the last kind in of the Game Boy line, can play 15 years worth of video games. Because so it can play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. that
1: stuff just blows my mind. It's incredible, that backwards compatibility. And I know that, I think it was you and John spoke about it on one of the previous episodes, where with the consoles, Nintendo wasn't necessarily good at backwards compatibility until we got into the GameCube Wii era. And -hmm. then, of course, with the Wii U and now the Wii. But with the handheld, they've always had that legacy that goes way back. And for anyone who doesn't, Probably because the, the kid
0: market, I'd say, with handhelds, kids don't have a lot of money. Maybe that's part of the thing, or is it the more the? Yeah. It could also be the iterations because you have the Game Boy Micro, and it's more gradual step ups throughout. Where it if, definitely you know... was
1: a, a gradual movement because, of course, we had the Game Boy, then we had the Game Boy Color, then we had the Game Boy pocket somewhere in there as well Mm -hmm. so we had all these different versions come out it was not really a a big change in technology obviously the game boy color changed the technology significantly but even after the color came out there was Nintendo was still producing original Game Boy titles as well, so it wasn't that they and I think the Game them. Boy
0: Color was smart enough to give you some colors in the original Game Boy games that you played on the Game Boy Color. I
1: never got a color, unfortunately. I couldn't this afford is... it as a
0: kid. I, I was like 12 at the time. So I had a Game Boy as a kid. It was kind of our in-the-van-for-trip uh, gaming handheld. I, as a kid, never played Game Boy just in the living room as I would the 3DS today. It was just in the, in for long road trips kind of thing. And, um, and so now is my first opportunity to actually go back and play some of these games. Because all I had was I had Jurassic Park and some other ones
1: that I, Jurassic, I forget. Yes, I yeah. had Jurassic Park as well. That was a great <laughs> game, that one. It was really good. And, you know, what? they really, back in those days, they made good games. I mean, Nintendo still makes good games now, the third-party developers, but they actually made good movie games for the handhelds. It it was like a game you actually wanted to play, whereas some of the movie games today, I I get them for my kids, and it's like it's lacking substance, it's lacking quality, and it's just not quite there. It's just been rushed out to get there to market. But back in the Game Boy days, because that was the only handheld before the Mm -hmm. Game Gear came in, They really put a lot of effort into it, and I had just great fun with a lot of the movie titles that they did release. Remember, The Addams Family was an awesome game as well. I remember playing as Gomez (laughs) Adams and going down into the dungeon of of the Addams Mansion, and that was just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, As far
0: as your favorite Game Boy games... Well, what are those? I, I actually
1: I actually created a list, and you know what? It's been so long since I actually owned them all, because I, I sold them, I don't know how long, maybe maybe 10 years ago now, and as soon as I saw you get all of this, I'm like, I'm going back on eBay, and I'm actually looking for myself. <laughs> they're not that expensive, like, oh. the Game Boys.
0: They're, no, they're, yeah. they're
1: pretty good, actually. Uh, so I had The Adams Family, Battletoads. You must get Battletoads, one of the greatest <laughs> okay. games. Difficult. Don't get me wrong. You'll pull your hair out. What's left of it? It is really a challenging game, but it's so much fun, and it's just epic. Uh, So definitely get that one. F1 Race, Gallagher, Jurassic Park, as we've spoken about, Pac-Man, Simpsons, Bart versus the Juggernauts. That was an awesome Simpsons game. No, we're not purchasing at that stage, of course. So (laughs) it was really, really good. You could go and and play through. And and it was sort of like a... um, I I guess like a wrestling type game where you go in and you do a match and then you'd win and then you go into the next match. It's more than a a story-driven type game. But that, I just, I I would play that for hours and it was so much fun. Street Fighter, Super Mario Land 2, six coins. Definitely Mm. get that one I've never
0: played any of the Super Mario Land games and I kind of feel that's a missing spot of my uh, playing
1: uh,
0: history at least.
1: You know what? I, I never got into the first Super Mario Land for the Game Boy, but Super Mario Land 2, the six coins, was just epic. It was a massive-sized game, and it was really hard. I, you know, I, I can't even remember if I got all six coins. I think I got four or five of them. But it was just one of those games that I would constantly replay. Now, I don't have the patience <laughs> to to sit there and keep replaying. Uh, but, no, that, that's really good to, to pick up that one. Terminator Two. I had both the arcade and the Judgment Day games. Now the <laughs> arcade game was impossible. I couldn't beat that game because you'd literally so you'd have sort of a wall of uh, enemies, I guess, and and you'd be like the gun coming out, and you'd have to shoot in different areas, and and it was really fast, really high paced. It was a good game, but boy, it was a corner so sucker game, right? <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. Whereas Judgment Day, I actually finished that three or four times, got to the end, you know, Sarah Connor with the gun, you know, blew the Terminator off in, in, into the big ball in pit and, and wonderful game. So both Terminator 2 games, brilliant. And of course, who can forget Tetris? First game that came with the system came bundled. Yeah, got a Best copy right here. Tetris ever? Do you, Tim, do you know? I cannot play Tetris unless it's that original Tetris. I just can't it's, I it's haven't loaded this up so yet. I, I really should. Oh, you should. You, and actually, for anyone who doesn't have the original Game Boy that's listening, I'm pretty sure, certainly in Australia, you can get that original Tetris game for the 3DS. Yeah, the Virtual Console probably. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like six or seven dollars, but well worth it. it, it you know, in Australia, mind you. Just five my, bucks yes, in USA. Four right, bucks. Less. In the US.
0: Game Boy, probably what, <laughs> four or three bucks here actually.
1: Yeah, For, probably I forget their they, pricing, actually. yeah.
0: Um, but but so this console came out when I was two years old. So mm-hmm. um, when I picked it up as a kid, it was just kind of there and it wasn't a new or fancy thing. You didn't grow up with handheld games, was it? Was this kind no, of your no? This was
1: first? my very first foray into it. Now, before this, my cousins had a, uh, a, a an original Nintendo system, mm-hmm. and then I played and experienced Commodore sixty four games. So I kind of had an idea of what gaming was but I didn't really have anything handheld. And I I remember begging with my mother, can I please have a Game Boy? Can I please have a Game Boy? It was the biggest toy in 1989, 1990. Mm -hmm. It was the biggest toy on the market. Every kid wanted one. And most kids got one. They sold a thing in the whole lifespan, about 118 million units. It was massive. And of, of course, in that 118 million, that goes across not only the original, but also the, the color and the pocket versions as well. But, I I just remember sitting there, and I'd I'd sit, you know, against a glass door in summer, sun against my back so that I'd have a a really good view of the screen. And I'd sit there and play for hours and hours and hours and burn through the batteries. And when you got that battery pack and pulled it out, I just went, no friggin' way. That is absolutely amazing.
0: So what does this thing do? It's got a belt clip to it, which is just...
1: Bizarre to that me. Do they expect hardcore. you to like have this clipped to your yes. belt while you're walking? Did. We did. We we <laughs> literally everywhere we went, we'd put it on the belt and then plug it in, and you had an extra four to five hours gameplay. So you, you if you run out of your four uh, internal batteries, and and certainly if you used rechargeable batteries back in those days, they would run through fairly quickly, and then you'd plug that in. You know, what? I I remember I was playing Battletoads once at my cousin's place and I I had my cousins sitting around me looking at the screen and the battery was dying and I yelled out to one of my cousins, Craig, quick, run, go and get my battery pack, hurry up, hurry up. And he didn't make it back in time and I was right towards the end and and lost the game and, and had to start from the start again. But it was one of those good things that you could just plug it in and continue power and, of course, when that ran out, you put the electricity adapter in and you could run all day, 24-7. It didn't matter. <laughs> it it was like the coolest accessory you could get for longevity. For that road trip you were on, it was a kid's dream. It, it was just absolutely wonderful because... Now, how long do, do
0: these batteries great. last if you're doing a serious play session?
1: Mm, in the actual console itself, I can't remember. But I know definitely in the rechargeable battery that you've got, if it was in, in pristine condition, you'd get four to five hours out yeah, of that I'm curious
0: one. if the, the battery in here is uh, functional after a decade or so.
1: I don't think it would be, but I think you may be able to replace it or have it replaced. There, there may be some mods online uh, because it's from memory it's standard screws and it's mm-hmm. just standard NiCAD batteries in there. So you should be able to actually replace it, still keep using it, I hope, because it, it's just... It's cool. It's it absolutely is cool. awesome.
0: Now, size-wise, I just noticed this. I've got a 3DS XL here and mm-hmm. a Game Boy. And uh, as far as size, they're about as tall as this was. Uh, just the thickness is a little bit thicker on the Game Boy. So even all of these years, I mean, I, I fit this in my pocket every day. Um, and length or height-wise, it wouldn't be a problem. I'm not sure... If,
1: was this pocketable as a kid in your cargo pants, or not really? You know what? I had a whole case. Obviously not the cool one that you had. You'd bring your briefcase
0: like a... around with you every day, didn't you?
1: No, it was more like a little camera bag. That It's more like the other th- third-party cases that you find for Nintendo Gear. Uh, it was certainly nothing like that. That would have been the coolest, and I would have been the coolest kid on the block if I had one of those. <laughs> And uh, so no, it was just a standard case where I could put a couple of games, I could put the battery pack, and I could and I could carry the console around. I don't recall actually putting it in a pocket. I recall more holding it in my hand as we went different mm-hmm. places. I guess uh, that's so what that's the Game Boy Pocket that was all about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you could put I'd, it I'd, in I'd your pocket so. for
0: the first time. That was probably your big question. Well, it
1: was much thinner, of course. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and I think the the whole size sort of shrunk. Yeah, they down probably just cut a, the a cut the fat bit. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was one of those things. I kept my original for so long, and I never upgraded it till I went with the Game Boy Advance SP model. And uh, so that that was just a cool jump, of course. But I, So I you still went from basically this it, but...
0: to the something SP. similar to a DS type setup yeah. where it's clamshell. <laughs> um, why'd you skip out on the regular Game Boy vans? Um, any particular reasons? Um,
1: yeah, I wasn't happy that it didn't have a backlit light back backlit screen because it was color which is great and it was you know vibrant but it still required you to sit in front of that light to play the game and and that's why a lot of people mod them because they're great there's some awesome mods yeah there's There's glass glass screen
0: mod as well as backlight which that sounds like the best system ever made right there
1: yeah, definitely. And it just brightens it up. It makes it look fantastic. Even with the SP model, they had different editions that came out that had different screens that, you know, increased the, the level of brightness. And some had
0: front-lit and, and some had back-lit, which is odd to me.
1: First ones, I think, had front, then they went with backlit. I think. I'm not 100% sure on that, but that mm. seems to run a bell. And front uh, but, is basically yeah, the
0: lights are at the top and they're shining down on the system. And, and you of...
1: can actually, well, you can, you can see them on, on the side edges of the screen. You can actually see like three little lights kind of shining in and it, it wouldn't necessarily shine down as such, mm-hmm. but it would shine across the screen if that made sense. That's kind so of So if you were sort of playing or, or if you were looking at someone playing on the side, you could actually see that happen. <laughs> And as far as comfort, awesome. did the
0: SP serve you well? Were you, was it a comfy SP system serve, the whole?
1: I, the, the, the Game Boy Advance SP is still my favorite Game Boy that I've ever owned, or really still my favorite handheld that I've hmm. ever owned. Uh, I, I still, as you know, I haven't gone for the 3DS XL yet. I'm, I'm still on the, the standard 3DS, which is nice. It's still comfortable, and it still does me well. Except the battery's playing up a bit, but uh, yeah. I'll get that fixed sometime. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's definitely a really comfortable system. I found the shoulder buttons on the, the Game Boy SP were really sort of cushy. And, and mm-hmm. I like cushy shoulder buttons. It, it just feels like not having to press a button, if you know what I mean. It just feels comfortable. And it, it tended to work. And even though I've still got larger hands, it, it wasn't restrictive enough that made my hands cramped. Or certainly if it did, I I, I tolerated the pain just <laughs> to play the game. But what, what else was just really great about the SP? So it was the second edition of the Game Boy Advance, of course. But as you said, it went all the way back to the original Game Boy games. You could put in mm-hmm. the Tetris. Tetris, yeah. bingo. It would First game way. on the
0: Game Boy, all the way up through, um, whatever, yeah. uh, 19, uh, 2005, I think, all the way up to that era. Uh, so I it think it's from the game.
1: 2005, g- yes.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It,
1: it is, <laughs> and and look, it it was just when they released the DS, they of course put only the Game Boy Advance game compatibility. As you said, you have got yours, you've got the two slots, which mm-hmm. is ultra cool. I kind of wish that they would have kept that for the 3DS, but I understand that they like to move us on. So yeah, it's uh, am-
0: I got a a um, uh, DS Lite here. And the, the two cartridge is its hilarious that they do that. It's great. I—it's hilariously good. It's—it's it's great. You know how they do that.
1: But what, what's great is you could take your favorite, your two favorite games with you, and not have to worry about taking anything else. And I don't know how you are, Tim. I, I know you play, like, you know, Pokemon for. I'm sixty-seven hours, in uh, hours
0: into Pokemon, wow. which was released last weekend.
1: That—that's incredible. <laughs> I, I could not. My pocket X like, now
0: Yeah, my Pokedex is now at 357, I think the first Pokemon game in 150 Pokemon, so...
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, the the way I do it is I I play a game on the Wii, and I play a DS game, and then I play a three DS game. So I'm Mm -hmm. playing three different games all at once, and then I just sort of jump in and out depending what I feel like. And then once I've finished the game, then I pick up a new game. And I still, even today... ...by the the original DS games just purely because they're great games. At the moment I'm playing uh, 007 uh, Quantum of Solace. And it's just different because you kind of use the the DS as a book. So you've got the -hmm. the DS or your true DS and you have it as a book... ...and you control Bond with the stylus. It's a completely revolutionary style of gameplay for that type of game... But it works so well; it's really well designed. And actually, I'll send you my copy when I'm finished with it. I'm about seventy-five percent through the game, and you can give it a look. Because, uh, as you mentioned to yeah, me, three. <laughs> it's yeah, region free. Like, yeah. Why couldn't that be on the 3ds? That'd 3ds be so cool.
0: region lock. Let's do it because it's easier to import stuff on eBay. I guess you
1: know. Yeah, definitely. So that, that's how I play games, and so of course, when the the original ds came out with a game boy advance slot plus the the ds slot i was playing two games at the same time so you, you get to enjoy the old with the new and it, it's enjoyable and it's, of course as you know as games age they're easier to pick up second hand for a few dollars or if you don't want to go second hand even brand new they reduce the price significantly it's, it, you know, it's still cheaper to buy some DS games now than it is to buy three DS games.
0: Oh sure, and I, I, with the use of the two cartridge slots, it was great for Pokemon because if you had Fire Red and Platinum, you could transfer Game Boy Advance Pokemon's to DS yes. Pokemon's just by plugging it in the same exact console. Which uh, it's just, uh, it just makes me smile. It's happy stuff.
1: <laughs> it, it does. Well, they, they make beautiful hardware, and I don't think they've made a bad ha- handheld yet. Now, I haven't seen the 2DS, mind you. Here, uh, it's
0: very comfortable. Like It's the most comfortable handheld they've yeah, made since the Game Boy Advance kind of thing.
1: I, I've heard it's a bit awkward, though, to get to the bottom of the screen because the controls are up a little bit higher. So I've been waiting for my local EB game store to actually have one on display that I can actually feel and touch yes, before I, right I now, make the uh, final They're decision. all just in
0: boxes waiting to buy, but you can't actually... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I just want that demo, because I'm, I am thinking of picking up a uh, the Zelda uh, collection uh, that's, that's coming out soon. there will be edition. a quick collector's item here. after they sell out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, the one thing that I am really liking the idea of that, you get the download code for the game as well, and that's where I feel uh, I love the Pokemon design like you've got uh, mm-hmm. with your... Excel. Yeah, I'll be oh, picking
0: up the Zelda beautiful. as well. Nintendo is
1: fantastic about having me buy like five 3DSs in one year. Oh, I know. <laughs> that, that, they need to start just giving them to you for review, I think. But, so, um, yeah. I, so, you so, bought I've the got Luigi as well. Oh, this is the Japan oh, import. God. This is the Japan oh, import that I got
0: during the summer. And you can see in the back, wow. full Japan stuff. So, yeah, I bought the Japan uh, Luigi that's one awesome. from your Luigi collection. Got a Pokemon XL. I'll probably be getting the Zelda XL. I've got a Red XL. Well, I think that's it for
1: now. <laughs> but that's like Pokemon Red. Times that you made.
0: Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, like eight hundred, two thousand dollars in handheld oh, yeah. consoles this year alone. That's just, <laughs> it's scary for me to think that. But even back in the Game Boy days, they did some of that. I believe. I'm not sure what the first. Um, limited edition was? Was it Game Boy Color era? Or when did this become a thing?
1: Well, there know? was actually see through version of the original Game Boy, so they, they took the white case off and put a clear case on so you could see the internal components. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then they released the Pocket version. Then I have a feeling there was a couple of colored versions. There was a yellow one floating around. I'm not sure if it was attached to Pokemon or not.
0: I'd imagine that would be they... one of the first limited editions for Pokemon in special colors, yeah. I'm sure, were a thing at events I've read about.
1: Well, even on the standard DS, something like the, when the Simpsons released the Simpsons game and the DS was available, they actually had a yellow uh, console just specifically bundled with that game. Because I remember seeing it going, oh, I want the yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they have done a lot of bundles over the time, and and I just see a lot of them go past but I don't get them, and it's like, oh, what a shame. Because with the Nintendo think-
0: Limited Edition, it's... In the majority of cases, is limited edition. that It's sold out yes. on day one if you don't pre-order. I think the X and Y is more abundant. Um, I think it's called special editions. that yeah, are limited. I think they you want that to still, run longer.
1: You can still pick that up in Australia really easily. You cannot pick up X and Y in retail, though, <laughs> anywhere. Popular, because, yeah. Well, we're selling it at retail here for $44 in some shops and then 49 in others, and the eShop price and the RRP recommended retail price... Is fifty nine ninety five. So I'm trying to get the physical copy because when they do put the price up, then even if I get tired of playing it and I want to sell it and buy another game, I, I can do that and it's still going to be worth some money. It's I'll tell you something, thing Mark. About Pokemon. You can. I, I bought. I got make s- some, do some money. I'm, I'm
0: really hooked on Pokemon and I picked up Soul Silver. It's a DS game. Ooh. And. This baby nice. runs. Did,
1: did, did you get the box set of Soul Silver or? Just, uh, I've got, just the got the box shipping
0: separately. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't find. Uh... So I got this set the the terrible GameStop because I was impatient. But forty five dollars <laughs> for a game that came out like four oh, yeah. years ago. Five... It's so Pokemon Definitely. games hold their value fairly well. Po-
1: Pokemon and all first party Nintendo titles. Like the... I, that's why I go for the cartridges mm-hmm. because they do hold their value and, and look you know i'd love to think that hey in, in three years time i want to play it again or i'll still be playing it but that's not always the case it it just depends on on how much you like the game and yeah so that, that that's why i sort of haven't picked it up yet i'm waiting to, okay. to get it at the right price i'm
0: digital only as you know with the 3ds and i yes the- Pick up Y when Pokemon Bank launches in December, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll have X and Y both on the same system digitally, which is fun. Um,
1: yeah, th- look, that's cool, and, and certainly what you're doing is something that I'd like to do. It, it's just Australia gets screwed get on pricing,
0: here. i got to say. Has that we, always been the case, have... even with the Game Boy era yeah, pricing?
1: Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I, I can import the, um, the games from, from Europe, from, from England and so forth, much cheaper than I can buy them locally at my local store. It's quite a region.
0: True. It's all of Europe, which includes Australia and I think, I don't know, Russia yeah. is in there. Um,
1: there is it's, a... it's a big big region, actually. But, of, of course, we're a small market, too, because on our eShop, we're nowhere near as popular uh, with eShop purchases out here as it is in the U.S. and it is in Japan. I'm not sure how it is for Europe, but certainly in Australia, very, very small downloads at this point in time. Hmm. Uh, it's mainly just really hardcore people who want to take their games everywhere, and who no longer want that box physical. See, I'd
0: be tempted to import a uh, 3DS XL or a 2DS from America and get an eShop account that's America-based. Because if I import a Japan 3DS, I have access to their eShop. I'm not sure what the logistics are in accomplishing that, but um, after it's imported, it's linked to the console itself, not where you're actually living. That's not, sh- cool. not sure how the billing address works if you do that. I have to look into that more. But
1: now, let, let me ask you: How much the American was Pokemon for you guys to buy? It was forty dollars on the eShop. Forty dollars. A straight forty dollars. Thirty nine ninety nine. Wow! Yeah. So we're paying twenty dollars <laughs> more to get it digitally, and and okay, we we've got extra taxes, and then we've got conversions, but. This is digital and I, I, I It have, doesn't have to be that hard.
0: I have no sales tax where I live as well, Mark, I'm in New Hampshire. Oh, nice. So it's flat 399 And I also, better than that, uh, my Wii U purchases, you get uh, 10% back. I cashed in $15 worth of gift cards from that on my 3DS. And I had, thir- I had $25 left over from gift card before. So that day at midnight, I spent no wow. new money on it. It
1: was kind of cool. That's cool. And you know what? It's actually... The the eShop cards are actually fairly hard to get out here. They're really only available at the major game uh, Yeah, I wasn't stores. sure.
0: Do you... Because um, the way I buy 3DS games is I actually buy gift cards because I get rewards point at Best Buy and every once in yep. a while I get $5, $10 back from Best Buy. Do you... Have you we, we've got like similar
1: that? out here with Target. Uh, our big store, Target, does sort of something similar and EB games and so forth. But the big problem is that you know, say for instance, if we're talking iTunes, we get 20 25% off iTunes gift cards every second month. Not, but not with Nintendo. never, cards. never get anything off Nintendo gift cards. And so for me, it's like I've got my credit card attached to my Nintendo account. I buy plenty of, of uh, you know, uh of my indie cool titles, games. virtual console titles, and, and yeah. indie titles, definitely. But it's just those major ones that are still... Uh, well, I wonder, what, like, the iTunes gift cards... It's not that incentive.
0: Yeah, the iTunes gift cards, I think they get discounted so often because it gives them a lot of publicity because Apple's a big... Um, you oh, you course. They, they get news stuff whenever, uh, you know, the gift cards are discounted. I'm not sure if Nintendo discounts on eShop cards would be maybe not as big of a splash. Um, but back to um, the Game Boy itself... Um, any, any other what, things what you want?
1: What games did you get for it? Oh yeah, let's go got a, some of a series of games.
0: Yeah, let me. Uh, these also came with manuals, which was really cool. That that's that was, nice. Uh, still there.
1: And, and manuals back then were actually manuals. They actually, did something. They actually told you a bit more. They even gave you a backstory in some cases. So, I've got Chopper Two.
0: Uh, the Ooh, rescue nice. survive. I've got Ferrari Grand Challenge Pre, which I played a little bit of.
1: That'll be that that would be fun, probably about the same as, as F1 Race. But I, I love racing games on those old consoles because all that moves is your vehicle from side to side. It's on the so screen, bizarre, and then the, so bizarre the road comes this way. Yeah, whereas if you used to Mario Kart, for instance, on the 3DS. You go forward. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I played the impression uh, of
1: going forward.
0: I played Super Mario Kart on my Wii U Virtual Console the other day, and it was such a weird experience. It's like, what the heck is this? It's not behaving as normal racing games do. Oh
1: um, well, uh, it did back in the day.
0: Yeah, I wasn't alive back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also have WF Superstars, uh, so that's kind of cool. Oh, uh,
1: that's so, a wrestling one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Always
1: you Tetris? You know, Actually, that wrestling one probably mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. I don't, I don't know if you've played a wrestling game any time recently. I did a few years ago. And the problem is there's so many button combinations. But, hey, when you've only got two buttons besides your movement buttons, you, you're not going to run into problems. It's an easy game to play. Some of those classic games, and, and sports games especially, on the original Game Boy, even up to the Game Boy SP, Really easy and enjoyable to play because there wasn't so many buttons. You didn't have to remember what to press to make one move happen.
0: Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) I got the Tetris manual here. Evidently, you can use the link cable to do two-player Tetris.
1: You can, and I did, and yeah, get the link cable, but then you've got to have someone sitting next to you, of course. Yeah. Uh, The link, you know, the link cable was pretty cool, I used to use that quite a bit when I was with my cousins, Uh, you know, different school holidays and so forth, we'd actually sit in the back of of my uncle's van, and he'd he'd take us on long three-hour drives, and we'd just pass the time by competing against each other, and it was just Mm. great times, great memories, and... It's a different type of gaming. Like, now we have the gaming that we can do anywhere in the world as long as we've got an internet connection. And it's still cool, but nothing beats sitting next to each other and Mm -hmm. and trash-talking each other and and seeing who can win. It's just (laughs) a lot of fun. I also have Championship Pool. That'd be cool. I've I've been looking for a good pool game on the DS recently. haven't found one, though. And then Monopoly... This is before EA I, bought them I, I, out and it got I'm, all corrupted. So, so it's actually good. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, actually banned from playing Monopoly. I'm kind of a bad sport because I lose. See, you have to just make good trades with people.
0: Otherwise, the yeah, game goes on I'm, forever. I'm not
1: I'm not, I'm I'm not good at that. You see, I? Yeah. No, I, I've I've always. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the game has imitated life. It always bankrupts me. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: then the last one I have is Soul Striker, which I'm not exactly What's sure. What's the one about? Um, I think it's like a tower defense game. Mm-hmm. So I've got all these games that I should probably pop in and play one of these days. <laughs> I really hey, want to pick ahead. up uh, Pokemon
1: Y for my Game Boy. That'd be fun. Yes, I, actually my stepson has or er, er, not white, yellow. <laughs> yellow, yes. Yes, uh, same thing. I knew what you were talking about. But you know what? Well, we went through our garage uh, maybe six months ago or so, and we found all my stepson's original Game Boy stuff, and we gave it to him. And it had all the Pokemons and every Pokemon known to man. It was he was over the moon. You know, he's twenty one, and he played them when he was a kid. And he just absolutely loves them. So, you know, it stands the test of time. When someone can can get a game and you can relive it and you can be happy and excited, That, that that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's all about happiness and having fun and good memories. Completely agree. Uh, the the Pokemon games
0: on the Game Boy, are are ones I'll pick up last probably because those are not transferable to the Game Boy Advance and upwards to Pokemon Bank. So uh, yeah. my focus now is... Getting fire Fred red, soul in. silver and then i can transfer the black 2 then to pokemon bank so um, mm-hmm. that's uh, one day i'll pick up yellow and perhaps red and blue but uh anyways yeah, they
1: go they go for a nice price.
0: Yes, they do indeed. Hmm. Um, so how many hours do you think you sunk into
1: my your whole childhood Game Boy? my whole childhood was my Game Boy because I never had a home console until I got the Mega Drive 2. Seriously? That was the second series Mega Drive. Never had a home console. And the only reason why I got the the Mega Drive and then not the Super Nintendo at that stage was purely because the Mega Drive was cheaper. So that's what my mother could afford. So that's... What I got, and I just had to put up with it. Now, when uh, you were in like what elementary
0: school, high school, what what a what, what kind of age were you in when the Game Boy first? High
1: school, high school. Then, oh well, when the Game Boy first came in, I was in what would be termed elementary school, what we call primary school. Okay, uh, so, so I was you grew
0: up with Game Boy 10 pretty at the much. Time.
1: Game Boy and me went together, that, that's why I said, hey, we've got to get together, we've got to talk about this, because it's the coolest thing ever, it's like, wow, and I'm so jealous of you, I really am, I honestly... Hey, it was a killer deal, oh, so well,
0: because every now and then I search eBay, like, what, what's some good, uh, uh, yep. you know, what's some cool Nintendo gear, and I searched, you know, Game Boy Bundle, and I found this thing, it's like, what the heck is that huge case, what's inside there, yep. holy, holy, uh, you know, crap, it's only 30 bucks plus 15 for shipping. Love you know this. what, I, I
1: actually had a look, at, at, since I, I saw you do the video the other day, I've had, been having a look on eBay myself, just to see if I could pick up one cheap, and they're going for like 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150, in the same condition <laughs> as yours, pristine condition, and I'm like, hold on a sec. I got a great deal, tip, sounds just, like. It and, yeah, you, you got, well, you know, <laughs> everything in Australia is more expensive, so obviously people think collectible stuff is as well, so. But Region I, free, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, Except definitely. shipping, of course, I, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, you've just got a, I guess you've got a little bit more security and safety when you buy locally. Uh, Very than, true. I don't trust uh,
0: international shipping. It's always like it takes me three weeks when I import my Japan stuff, and it's such a headache. It's like, oh, is it going to well, get you're the customs? you are always wondering,
1: is it going to come here? And yeah, is custom Well, I, I find sometimes even if I order something basic like a CD from overseas, customs will actually open the package. Look at it, see that there's no drugs in it, and then seal it back up, but kind of feels violated then, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Oh, you know. But look, I I do it that way because it's cheaper, so I'd I'd love importing from the UK. I give them all my money. So (laughs) that's why I buy as many games as I can. Unfortunately, I can't import Pokemon any cheaper than I can buy it locally, so. Oh, you see? I'm I'm definitely going to get it, but I just. I, I want to try and get it for that 44 or $49. That's just the so hang that of a deal. That, and, you
0: know, it's $15 off. It's, it's not off bad. Else, you know? Yeah,
1: it, yeah well, I, I want to feel like I've got a deal. I mean, I'd enjoy <laughs> the game anyway. There's no issue there. Pokemon games, they like just... never
0: go on sale, really. I mean, that's no, amazing. No. A launch... Like, on launch, they're on sale. Well, that see, blows my mind. See, that's mind.
1: a launch window, though. And that launch window will close. Um, so they only do that for a period of time. They did that with Animal Crossing as well. So they price, go on sale 000? when
0: there's the most demand
1: that it's going to yes. sell out anyways. Yeah, well, see, it, it's the big retail stores, so it's like Best Buy for you. So we've got Big W and we've got Target, and they're the ones that dramatically reduce it so that you don't go to the evil EB Games Store, uh, which is of course GameStop for you guys. And see, so in America, they, they, there were
0: no sales at all. It's like forty bucks everywhere. There's just no way. Buy you're wherever you want. as yeah, no, a price match like sometimes. Yeah, I price match Wonderful 101 on day of release for like five, ten bucks less than it was selling for, and the guy at Best Buy was like, "How? This is impossible. No one would sell this less than retail on launch day." It's like, uh, right here, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you it is what? a show, rare curve. Show, them, yeah. show them Australia. We, we we do do that. So I mean that's common for us. At launch, the the first week it's cheap, and then it goes back to the recommended retail price. So. Bottom line is, if I can't get it cheap within the next couple of days, I'm buying it anyway at, at the regular price. <laughs> and yeah. of, of course, you go into the other stores, and it's like, yep, they've got stock, but some stores won't price much, some will, and even if they will price much, they'll call the store to make sure that the other stores got stock before they'll price much. And if they don't have stock, they won't give you the price much. Oh, that's that's pretty evil. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's not good. I mean, sometimes it works well, but not always.
0: Yeah, one thing I experienced this past week are uh, fraudulent games. Uh, I guess Game Boy Advance games were very easy to clone. and yeah, I went
1: Game to... Boy games are very easy to clone. I, I remember going yeah. to markets, and you'd get these game cartridges, and they'd have like a 100 games in one. And I'm not talking about bad games here. I'm talking about top quality, really. Ooh, I want to play that game. And yeah. all for $50, and the cost of one. And... Yeah so I mean that was a very big industry. I don't think it's it's I don't it's think a, they're able to do that with sh- the DS but I'm not no.
0: sure. Well it's harder I think. 3DS is impossible, but on Game Boy Advance there's 95% of the games you'll see on there for Pokemon like Fire Red and stuff are frauds and it's the one or two listed that are real. Like it's such a hard process and um i'm not sure can can
1: you actually tell the the fraud apart from the real ones or is it pretty hard to Uh, tell it's
0: from reviews that you kind of have to look into like Mm -hmm. is this guy selling legit games the other way is you buy the box with manual copy and it's more likely to be a real one because who's going to go to the lengths of buying up all these empty boxes and putting their frauds in but uh anyways that is a topic for uh another show that i'll be doing uh, uh tonight later on um any final uh final thoughts about Game Boy before we uh leave it for the night? Love it.
1: Best game system ever. Um and I I don't I honestly don't think there'll be anything like it ever again. So much there was so much excitement uh surrounded it, so much enjoyment by everyone. And because at one stage it was the only handheld gaming system, it it's just in the history in the history books. It it set up handheld gaming. You know, it of course Just like the NES from, did, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, we, we did have the game and Watches before, of which I had a lot. But this was the first time that you could buy different games and just enter swap them and, and lend them to people and share. And, and just a great around system. I have a lot of love and respect for that system. I love it too. Mr. Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never had mine, but there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, thank you, Mark, for being here tonight, uh, this evening. Um, where okay. can folks find you? I think you do at least one or two podcasts still, right?
1: Yeah, I'm still doing Geekier Show Over with uh, Kevin Alder, where we sometimes talk about uh, gaming, but not all the time. I hijacked your Just,
0: show a couple weeks ago, or last You did, week,
1: yeah. you did. And, you did and, and I responded, too. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was a good show. Uh, so I do that. That's a bit of fun. And then, of course, I do Not Another Mac Podcast. And basically everything uh, surrounding me can be found at markgreentree.com very cool thank you for your time this uh, evening or morning for you Um, thanks for having me back it's a pleasure
0: absolutely anytime you have stuff to talk about uh, we'll make some time Um, sounds good for this podcast Nintendo Club podcast we do broadcast these live on YouTube every uh, Sunday evening starting normally at 8pm Eastern through 10pm Eastern and we're going to get right now back into our normal programming thank you Mark for uh, joining us today
1: ever think about becoming a podcaster thinking wow you know that's probably way too hard well we have a solution the stoplight network is looking for brand new shows to join the network won't cost you a dime in fact you might actually make some money off of it so if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting drop me a line my name is tim robertson i am the host of tech fan I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for prime time.